The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When we expend negative energy towards others and the world around us, we push ourselves further away from our own success. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts with your host, Richard Levy. Our show provides a positive blueprint to what you could be doing in order to bring more success to your life. Now, here is Richard Levy. Warm greetings to you, ladies and gentlemen, in the United States, in Munchendorf, Austria, outside of Vienna, and all around the world. This is Richard Levy in Chicago. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts, where we talk for the next hour about the thoughts, feelings, emotions, and actions you need to take to lead a successful, prosperous, healthy, and happy life. Friends, do you ever sense time? Uh, that's my Texas accent. That's not the, the spice, T-Y-M-E. Time, T-I-M-E, seems to just drag on when you want or desire something. However, when you... Do not notice time, that is, when you want or desire something, you are full of joy, enthusiasm, excitement, and anticipation. Why does time seem to stretch out, in some cases, and just fly by in other cases? Does it perhaps have something to do with our choice of thoughts? Today, dear friends will hopefully not only help you answer these questions, but also learn how to get out of your own way and reach the goals you desire, not desperately need. Now, that's a loaded statement there. We'll come back to that. Today, dear friends, we will talk with Howard Falco, author of Time in a Bottle, Mastering the Experience of Life. Friends, I love this book. I endorse the book. My copy is already marked up with stars, asterisks, underlines, and circles, sections I want to reread and reread. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me now in warmly welcoming author, speaker, and coach Howard Falco to Wealthy Thoughts. Hi, Howard. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, Richard. Thank you very much for having me on and for that beautiful introduction. I, I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Howard. Uh, I'm so happy to have you with us today. I know you're busy. Howard, before we get to your fabulous book, that is the contents of your book, let's talk about your life-changing experience. At age 35, I believe, you had and you still have a great family, good mm-hmm. friends, a job that was providing a decent living, yet you had an unsettled, nagging feeling inside of you. What was going on? What was missing? And what did you do about this knowing discontent? Well, that's a great question. 
Yeah, I didn't know what was missing. That was what was so troubling. I, I thought I had everything that was supposed to allow you just to breathe and relax and just feel like you've arrived. And, and I could never get there. It always had to do something more, always had to be more, always had to have more. And I thought, okay, well, this must relate to money. It must be about millions and millions of dollars. That's when you can just kick back and say, ah, I've, I've arrived. And <laughs> what happened was, in a flash, I realized that money was not the answer, no matter how much I accumulated. Um, it wasn't going to solve any any of the big problems or, or this deep, nagging feeling I had inside me to achieve happiness. And so when I realized it wasn't money that brought happiness, I was extremely scared because I was out of answers for the first time in my life. First, I thought, oh, I need to write, meet the right woman. I did. I need to have kids. I did. I need to have the right job. I did. Now I need to have millions. Then that went away, and I was like, I give up. I don't know what the answer is anymore. And so I was at a very scared place in my life, and I just threw my hands up and asked, um, what's the answer to life and everlasting peace and happiness? And, and I want to know it all. I basically said to the universe or to God or whoever you want to express it. And that was the beginning of me receiving or opening to, I should say, an incredible insight on the nature of existence and life over the next four months. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Money was not the answer. Millions and billions was not the answer for Howard. A beautiful, wonderful wife, children, and job. And so that led Howard on the search. Howard, you discovered, and I'm, I'm going to describe this to our listeners, I am, the capital, capital preposition uh, pronoun, I, in the letters, uh, the verb I am. In fact, you wrote about I am, in your first book, I am the power of discovering who you really are. Would you briefly please tell our audience what I am is to you and how they can find their I am, if you can follow all that? Sure. Um, Well, what I discovered was I am is the intention behind everything in existence. So everything that you look out and you see, what is actually holding together at the most finite level, those molecules and atoms that allow it to be expressed as it is, whether it's an apple tree, a mountain, um, a cat, or a human being, um, behind that is an intention that comes from the idea in our consciousness and our understanding of what we would say, I am. So what I discovered was for an individual is that if they can identify how they have expressed their I am's as it relates to the experience of their life up to this moment, they can realize the power they have within them right now to take on a new idea of who they are fully and then go forward and create the expression of that I am. So it's the most powerful expression any individual can have of mind because it's what everything in life is responding back to in this co-creative process. Great answer. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be discussing the concept of I am throughout the broadcast today, and it's all through Howard's wonderful book, Time in a Bottle. Howard, let me see if you can correct me or change my response to to what you describe time in the book, and I'm going to simplify it to a degree. If we resist life, if we want to change people, 
if we want to make judgments, if we become needy, then time goes by slowly. We feel frustrated. However, if we are grateful, have clear intentions, have faith, welcome life in people as they are, learn from challenging personalities instead of trying to change them, love ourselves, we realize our goals, our passions, have joy, love life, and time to success is cut. It's shorter. Or we are not even aware of time. Am I somewhat on track about the discussion of time? As yeah, you have you're absolutely correct. When we when we are resisting anything in life, we're resisting information, and our dreams, desires, and goals require us to gain a certain sense of awareness, a great understanding. And what life does is, the minute that you put your mind on an intention or something you want to create for yourself, life starts to bring you the awareness necessary that you need to allow you to build the condition to create what you want. But many times that awareness comes through our greater challenges or the things that we first might have put a hand up and tried to resist, like personalities of people or situations or circumstances that we find ourselves in. If we can just have a breath and just relax enough to realize that life is always working with us, that things are happening for us, not to us, We can give ourselves that creative space just to see what the message is in what we've previously resisted and that maybe we can learn something from this. That allows us to be more present, to slow down a little bit, and to gain the necessary awareness quicker, which in effect collapses time as it relates to what you're trying to achieve in life versus resisting. So. Versus resisting. Would you repeat one little phrase in there? And I'm going to say what I think I heard you saying. Please correct me. When life is uh, working for us, not, uh, what did you say? For us, not to us. What was that statement, please? Yeah, life is always working for us. Things working are happening us. for us, not to us. Okay. And then we learn from challenges, and folks, we're going to talk about that exact statement later on. So you then, time collapses, and time flies by, and you're enjoying life. Well, you're gaining, yes, you're gaining necessary awareness that you need in order to create the conditions to produce the ultimate intention, desire, dream, or goal that you have. And that's how the elegance of life works. It's working in this co-creative process with us, but it requires us to accept that and have faith in that process rather than resist much of what comes into our life and say, oh, life is, is, is against me or things are trying to hold me back or hold me down or, or I have bad luck. All the rationalizations that we use that actually slow time down. Very well put, and I, I feel the consult, the, the this empathy of your voice and your feelings, and that's how your book came to me. Howard, many of your goals that you personally dreamed about, envisioned, or wrote down actually material, materialize. Mm-hmm. Howard, is this a suggestion to our audience to, for them to envision and write down their goals? Well, it's one thing to have a thought of mind that's very, very powerful when you can visualize it. Something happens in the power of that when you consecrate it to paper. Um, there, is, there is another level of intention that gets expressed when you actually take a piece of paper out and you write them down and you put perceived you know, or anticipated dates on them and you really um, express it in another form. And then, of course, the third level of power is when you begin to act on those intentions um, every single day of your life. So, yes, 
the answer to your question is I would absolutely keep a list of your goals, dreams, and desires from a big perspective, meaning the ultimate over the course of your whole life, to down to the year, and then down to the week, and then break it down to the day. Very clear answer, and ladies and gentlemen, that's how you handle your goals. We just have about a minute before break. You say we have to have enough willpower, Howard, to focus on our intentions long enough. Is that another success tip, to focus on our intentions long enough? Well, your will is always demonstrated in your actions. In other words, you can't force your will. You know, if, if you think it's what you should be doing with your life, it's not going to have a lot of spiritual energy behind it because you need to believe in it and you need to have a will strong enough to go out and to act towards it. So your actions will always demonstrate the truth of where you are in your beliefs and your faith in who you are in achieving that. Um, so, but as it relates to it, yes, ultimately will carries the day, and that's how the universe vets us out to see how badly you really want something. Are you really willing to go through the challenges and all the setbacks? Are you willing to, to accept a lot of the truth you might need to hear that you may have previously resisted in order that you might educate yourself and the ignorance, gain the awareness so that you can create more powerfully going forward? Um, so it's all tied together. All tied together. So, ladies and gentlemen, the law of attraction is important. We're talking about thoughts today and what your thoughts create uh, can create for you. But Howard is emphasizing you need to use your willpower. You need to take action. And we're going to talk about how we can learn from challenges or bumps in the road that we all encounter and really how you can use them to your advantage. This is fantastic. I'm Richard Levy with Our dear friend, Howard Falco, author of the fantastic bestseller, Time in a Bottle, Mastering the Experience of Life. Go out and buy it. We're going to tell you shortly how you can purchase the book and order it. It's very easy to do. We'll talk to you when we come back from the break. Stay with us. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Many of us know we should read our affirmations, visualize goals, and post in a gratefulness journal. But we put our success thinking at the end of the line, behind work, family, and other daily tasks and challenges. Richard's philosophy is that prosperity is more than just wealth. It's also about health, love, forgiveness, goal writing, and letting go of all kinds of negativity. If you are really serious about thinking success, attracting wealth, and feeling great about yourself, daily prosperity thinking has to become just that, a daily habit. Here's how to put your prosperity thinking first. Sign up for Richard's free no-obligation daily prosperity message on ThoughtsMakeYouWealthy.com. Then click Daily Prosperity Messages and join thousands of other people who are now putting their success thinking ahead of everything else. You are worth it. Again, visit ThoughtsMakeYouWealthy.com. 
Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend, author, speaker, and life coach, Howard Falco, author of Time in a Bottle, Mastering the Experience of Life. He also wrote, I Am. Howard, would you... Uh, coach our audience if we want to use the coach advise them where they can find how long your book has been out and where they can order the book please sure well the, the book it just came out about uh, six and a half seven weeks ago uh, on May 1st and the book can be bought on Amazon online Barnes and Noble uh, any local bookstore should have it if they don't have it demand that they do carry it but uh, <laughs> it'll be there and also on my website you can find information at uh, Howard Falco that's F is in Frank A-L-C-O dot com there's plenty of information on it there as well. HowardFalco.com. We'll repeat that for you, ladies and gentlemen. Order the book. I was talking to Howard during the break that this book is well written. He put lots of hours. How about a lifetime into this? And if you love it as much as I, buy it for yourself and buy it for your favorite friends, your favorite relatives, and even the relatives who may not be number one on your Christmas or Hanukkah list. Howard. You said we must be the observer of our own thoughts and determine whether we are contributing to the state of mind that quickens the pace of creation for what we desire to be true or whether we are expanding the amount of time it takes to experience these desires. Howard, the key points I'm talking about, observing our thoughts. Do we do that enough and how do we do that? That's a great question, Richard. Um, It depends. Um, Some do, some don't, but it depends on your intention. As I mentioned before the break, um, you, you can't force a will. A will has to come naturally, but what releases a strong will is self-love and self-acceptance that allows for one to see more possibility for themselves because a limit of self-love equals a limit on what is possible for oneself. More self-love equals a world in where you see anything is possible for you, and then you actually open up to it, and you begin to believe in those possibilities. That's where the self-reflective piece comes in, the observing piece, because it's at that point that you want to catch or root out any limits in your beliefs on what's possible for you or any negative thoughts you have about yourself that could be holding you back or slowing time down because negative beliefs and negative thoughts prevent you from actually taking the action or having the creative energy come out of you that allows the world to respond in the proper way that you want for things to unfold for you in the way that you want. So it, it actually slows the experience of time down. So, so that's why it's very important to be the observer. And you'll be more willing to do that when you're in a state of more self-love with who you are. We will talk about self-love and self-acceptance a little bit later in the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to stay tuned and listen to that. It's so simple to understand. 
But more important, it is something you want to make part of your life as you observe your thoughts and weed out the negativity and extenuate the positivity. Howard, what happens when we try to force change? Mm. Well, um, the universe doesn't like to be manipulated, and um, neither do other people. And so when we try to force our will upon other people, they generally resist it. Or if we try and force our will on the systems that are in place, whether it's the educational system, the legal system, the political system, the government, whatever it is, there's pushback because the system's in place for a reason. So we definitely feel um, the pushback and that, and that again stretches time. The first step towards being in a place where you can have the power to influence change is acceptance. You have to come to an acceptance that for this moment, this is how it has been up to this very moment. And it's because that's how that person learned to survive. That's how that system has learned to run a country. That's how that system has worked when it came to education, whatever it is that you're looking at. Once you come into full acceptance with an individual or a system, then you can make a connection with them out of mutual respect because they know you finally see them for who they are and you understand that that's how they've been. Even You don't have to accept the behavior or condone the behavior, but you at least understand that it's been there for a reason. That forms a bridge of connection which allows you to step into a place where you can influence that individual or you can figure out how to, how to have a mark or an influence on the system itself by integrating yourself in some way for change. But it has to start with acceptance. And where people get tripped up, Richard, is they think that if they accept it, they're accepting it for tomorrow or for the next day. And that's not the case at all. All you're really doing is acknowledging its existence, that it's been here for a reason because that's the best people had up to this point. Then you can work from that place. I think that should be a commencement speech at Harvard or any of the Ivy Leagues or any college. Ladies and gentlemen, if you missed what Howard just said, go to my website, thoughtsmakeyouwealthy.com, and click on radio show. We'll have the link on because, Howard, our show is Wealthy Thoughts. We do not and never will get into politics. But not to put you on the spot, if the world hypothetically – were to read your book or to believe the way you talk about whether their world is their family or it's another country, would there be peace all around the planet about to let go of force and change? Well, that's, it's a lovely thought, and obviously I believe in any possibility, but I believe if there's an intention for peace, um, if there's a true belief that it's possible, then it will occur. There's no question. And I think through our suffering and through a lot that's going on around the world and how we're waking up, I think we're, we're getting closer and closer to um, relenting in our resistance and dropping or, or being aware of a lot of our ignorance in the way that what we've created and how it's come back to us in the effort to achieve more peace in the world. So I think we're on, on the way to that. As I say both in I Am and Time in a Bottle, your perfection is unavoidable. So eventually the world's going to see the beauty and the grace of all that is within themselves and the world and, and start to act in accordance with that. But along the way, there, it's a process, and a lot of that process shows up in a lot of the turmoil. Well, well said, well expressed. Howard, for those in our listening audience who are experiencing challenges, health, our financial, our relationships, or with the job, 
Do you suggest they get away from the blame or victim roles and begin to see that everything happening in our lives has a specific meaning or purpose for us? Yeah, and I think the key to that, why people want to play the victim or blame, is because they don't want to look at themselves as part of the creator of it. And I think the key that opens up and allows people to self-reflect and look at how they've played a role in it is just to know that shame, guilt, and regret are three lies. It's, it's their false concepts. Every human being has done the very, very best they can in every moment up to this one in all the choices and actions that have led to their experience. There's no one to blame. There's nothing wrong. It's just the best that they had. The question is, who do you want to be now? And what do you want to experience from this moment forward? And based on those answers, you'll take a look at the previous actions you've had, emotions, responses, ways of being, to see if that benefits you now. And again, it doesn't mean we condone anything that we've done in the past or we accept that that was the, quote, right thing. We just understand that it was the best of our ability in that moment. But I think by by lowering down the guard of protection of guilt, shame, and regret, we can allow ourselves to see it so that we can use it for effective change. And it's, you know, those who can humble themselves, wow, that's really, really a powerful state of mind because that gives you the information. That, that opens the door. That's what it did for me in my experiences. That's what actually did it was my humility. I said, I don't know. I need to know what, what, I, what I don't know. Um, I don't have it all figured out. And I'm willing to look at anything I've done in the past in order to make it better or experience what I want. You mentioned in your book how powerful it is for all of us to use that exact phrase, which you came to realization of saying, when, when you ask yourself a question or somebody asks you a question and you do not know the answer, you say, I do not know. I do not have an answer. I do not know. And it puts you back on planet Earth with the rest of us and our mind is open to learning. Well, and you, just said, you just said a key thing there I just want to comment on. Please. When you say, I don't know, You've created a space, room, and the universe does not like a vacuum, and it immediately seeks to fill it. So by creating space through humility of saying, I don't know, you open your mind to the information that's always been there, to the possibility of it coming in. But when you've capped your mind off by saying, well, I know the answer, and I know this, and I know that, the universe can't get any information in. So you must continue to stay in the time loop and the suffering until you finally humble yourself. Interesting point you made uh, for our listeners, for those who have any of the wasted emotions of guilt and blame from the past. Howard, you say in your book, there are no mistakes, M-I-S hyphen take. It's a mistake is what you put it in your book. And you did the best you could with the knowledge you had at the time, regardless of what you're talking about in the past. Is that Did I get that correct? Yeah, you got it exactly correct, because the damage of that is that you say, I'm not good enough, or I'm less than because I made that mistake, or I failed. And then that I am becomes a belief that holds you back and slows time down. Um, It's not about what you did or who you were. It's about who you choose to be right now. And the more you choose to see that perfection that is right now in this moment and the possibilities that exist from that perfection, the freer you are. Very well put. 
Howard, we have a minute before break. This is a challenging question. You could take, you could answer it in an hour. But why does the ending of resistance to these challenges? Why is that an attitude that works in our favor? Drop in resistance. When you drop resistance, you can see the meaning in what's happening. Within the meaning is the information you actually need to take you out of the suffering. But when you resist it, it continues. What you resist persists. It's like pushing up. I do this exercise sometimes when I do a, a workshop where I have two people come and stand and push against each other with their hands. And as long as each one of them is pushing, that experience is still staying there. But the minute someone lets go and stops resisting, the whole experience dissolves because the guy falls forward and then it's over. That's sort of a, a visual of when something that you don't want to have happen comes into your life. When you finally accept it for what it is and you trust that there's purpose in it, it begins to dissolve. And well, and it's another life lesson for all of us. We're all students of life. Uh, and we let go of resistance, let go of complaining, let go of pushing back, and good things will come to you, as Howard demonstrates so well in his seminars and workshops. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend Her- Howard Falco, author of Time in a Bottle. And you're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. We'll be right back. Stay with us. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment have you friended us on Facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America once you are part of our Facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice America talk radio network And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you believing more and more in your abilities to attract a life of wealth, success, abundant health and happiness? If so, you are doing it exactly right. And you've been listening to Richard Levy's guests on Wealthy Thoughts. Each guest on the show has overcome challenges on their journey to success and riches. Here's what they share in common. One, they followed their passion. Two, they took positive action. Three, they released negative distractions, emotions, and people from their lives. You are just as smart and can be a success in your own life. Take the next step. Let Richard Levy serve as your life coach. You can get 15 minutes of free success coaching with Richard. And if you sign up for three of his success coaching sessions, you'll also receive a free copy of his latest book, Thoughts Make You Wealthy, a DVD from his Think Like a Millionaire seminar, and his CD, Forgiveness is for Your Benefit, Not Theirs. That's over $150 in free gifts. Visit ThoughtsMakeYouWealthy.com now to learn more about getting your free 15 minute coaching session with Richard Levy. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend, Howard Falco, author of Time in a Bottle, Mastering the Experience of Life. Go to Howard's website and order the book, Howard Falco, F-A-L-C-O.com, and you can learn all about Howard and find out where you can get the book. You can get it through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore. And as he said earlier, if you, the store doesn't have it, then you ask them why not and have them ordered. It's a fabulous book. Howard, before we get back to your book, which actually you just you described this about meeting, the story about meeting your lovely bride, Beth, would you briefly tell the audience um how you all met at what point in your life and then you weren't ready, neither of you were, but the universe brought you back together later on. Right. Well, since I was very young, you know, my parents um, were divorced in my teens or separated in my teens several times. And, and I saw two people that cared about each other deeply, but just were two different personalities. And so at a very young age, I never gave up on marriage or that idea. And I actually longed for it in my life at some point. But what I realized was how important it was to meet uh, a person that was really connected with you on a spiritual level and with your interests and ideas and, and, and thoughts. And so I imagined at 13, 14 years old, the girl that I would eventually meet and marry. And I did it from the inside out. I started with personality and how she would be in a maturity level and a way of being in the world. And then obviously it went to the outer because uh, there has to be attraction involved. And as I went through my life, I sort of looked for this person and really, truly wanted it very, very badly. I, at a, I would say a relatively younger age than my friends. You know, when I was in college, I was always looking. Well, when I was in college, we actually met. Um, and, but we went out on one date. We had a great time. And then I didn't see her again for four years. And then we bumped into each other four years later and ended up falling in love and getting married. But the, the metaphor in the story is that when we talked about it later, she was doing the exact same thing when she was younger. And she wanted it so bad that what happened was the universe relented and drew us together. But it was four years too early. It wasn't ready yet. And the analogy that I have is that it's like picking fruit off a tree because you're so hungry before it's ripe. And so it tastes a little tart or, or a little sour because it's, it's not quite ready yet. So there's a divine timing to everything. And so you may have drawn in something early in your life, like a job or career or a person, and it didn't work out. But that doesn't mean that that timing won't come around again at some point if you keep your, your mind, your focus, your intention, and your belief system on it. Very well put. And I would like to add, disclose, I met my bride, Anne, in Texas after setting out to the universe what I wanted in a woman when I was ready to get married. And guess what, Howard and listeners out there, Anne had also made a list. And when we met, it was, it sounds like a Shirley MacLaine moment as if we knew each other in another life, but the conversation was so natural. And so I please give Beth our warmest regards and tell her she's a lucky, lucky woman there. Thank you. I definitely will. I feel I feel the same way, but thank you very much. I will. I'll definitely pass that along. Thank you, Howard. 
Howard, before we went to break, we were talking about resistance and how to look at past our past and instead of getting into negativity of blame game and guilt game, which is what slows down time, you get passed on techniques on how we could look at it that we did the best we could at that moment. You then suggest to change the questions about our past, I'm quoting, why did this happen to me, end quote, to much more powerful questions like, quote, what can I learn from this, end quote, or quote, what is this circumstance trying to show to me? What are you showing, Howard, in those two questions? What can I learn from this, and what is this circumstance trying to show to me? Well, it, it takes off the resistance. In other words, it opens you up to like you found some lost treasure. Like, wow, what what's the purpose in that? What's the, you know, not, not why is this happening to me from a blame perspective or victim perspective where you don't really want the answer, you're just sort of lamenting, um, to, wow, what can I learn from this? Why did this happen to me? And, and what's in this as it relates to my journey? And that opens your mind up to see, wow, now I see why I did this to myself in this relationship. I didn't like myself very much, and I didn't believe in myself, and so I brought in somebody who demonstrated that to me, who showed me how little I was worth, or I didn't believe I was capable of this job or that this job was going to last. That's why there's trouble going on here, and now I've got to look and find another job because I found a situation that was going to validate what I believed to be true. It was going to validate an I am statement that I had about myself. The exciting thing about that, Richard, is that when you realize how powerful these I am statements are as it relates to what happens, now you see where the power is. It's within you. And so if you can get to a place where you can change those I am's and you can remove any doubt as to their fulfillment and just trust and let go of the timing, let go of expectation, wow, now you're in the spot. Now you're in the most powerful creative spot. So that's why it's important to question it in a different way. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you pick up on how articulate Howard is, how self-confident he is, and how knowledgeable he is about what he's talking about. You're going to find that not only only listening to the show today, but in his book, Time in a Bottle, Mastering the Experience of Life. Go out and buy it and buy a bunch of them, and we can change the world one person at a time. Howard, this next one is a popular question that I uh, people pose to me and has to do with your significant or one significant other. And you talk about in your book, fighting your significant other's negative attitude. A lot of people are reading books like yours, uh, The Secret, my book, whatever, and they're getting the good attitudes but they're involved with their intimate other person who is not along the same wavelength. My question to you is, can we change them? What about getting angry and resisting their negative attitude? Or how can we handle that? What do you recommend, Howard? Well, the reason someone has a negative or angry attitude is because on some level inside their self, they're not happy about something about themselves. Or they're not happy with the way that the world is, is not fulfilling their needs. And so if you reject them for that, you're putting another layer of your own rejection on them, saying you're not good enough in this moment because of the way you're acting, which ironically is that exactly what the deepest part of them is looking to serve. So when you refuse to play that role, of 
falling into their negativity and you demonstrate instead unconditional love and understanding and empathy and you say, you know what, I understand why you're being this way and I'm not saying I generally like it or enjoy experiencing it, but I, but I understand if there's anything I can do to help you, let me know. I love you, I care about you, and I'd like to see a change. Now, if they continue to be negative and throw negative energy at you, you're going to have to make a choice as to whether you want to continue to put yourself in front of it. But you can remove yourself in a very peaceful way without engaging in the negativity and stay in this place of love. What that does is it creates a space of reflection for them that they might be able to see their behavior enough in order to decide they want to change it. But when you get mired down in it with them, you can't see it, they can't see it, and it just becomes chaos. So that's how you can help change somebody, is just to continue to work on yourself, continue to reach higher levels of love, and have the faith to do what you need to do to honor yourself. And that may mean making some decisions in order to get their attention that that's not what you want to align with anymore, so that at least they can make their own decision as to whether or not they want to be that anymore. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Great answer. So instead of fighting, resisting, literally and figuratively, we're accepting them and we're going to a different place. Yes, but I want to be really practical here about this because it gets misunderstood. That does not mean you take any physical or mental abuse because of your acceptance. It does not mean you condone the behavior. What you're doing on a very spiritual level is you are truly looking at them as the scared six- or seven-year-old little girl or little boy that are trying desperately to find peace within themselves. And just your energetic acceptance of them and, and a place of understanding that goes beyond having to know gives them a sense of comfort where that it might reduce the amount of energy they're expending to get your attention negatively. Very well put. And Howard is making a point that I'd like to extenuate. We're in this broadcast is going all around the world. If you're in a relationship and there is physical harm, physical damage, we are not condoning that whatsoever. You need to get help. You need to get in a safe situation. Mm-hmm. Um, would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. It's it's about a deeper acceptance of um, this is truly who this person is for this moment. And I'm not going to resist that they're doing this for a certain reason that they believe serves them. That's a deep connection with them. Now, again, it's not about accepting or condoning what they're doing. That's separate. Um, But you're raising yourself to a higher level of understanding, which can be very healing and therapeutic to the situation. Okay. It's non-judgmental. It's non-judgmental. That's the Non-judgmental. And we'll hopefully get to that after we come back from the break. Howard, uh, this is on a lighter side. Uh, you talk about if we have a need or an expectation of a phone call and the phone never rings, looking for a promotion, looking for an acceptance to a date. We have a minute before we go to break. You see in the book, let it go. And guess what? The phone rings. Why is that, Howard? Mm-hmm. Well, there's an old saying in religion, and it says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, right? And in a way, that's what you're talking about. You're putting an expectation that the universe meet your demand because you need something. The universe should demonstrate it. There's an intangible energy, just like a radio wave or a satellite wave, that goes out, and that's felt energetically by the person on the other end. They feel that pressure to conform, and that's why they resist it. So the minute that you drop the need, all of a sudden something really interesting happens. The phone rings. 
When do, when do things happen to you in general, as they say, when you least expect them? And there's a reason for that from a metaphysical level, from an energetic level, because you're not putting pressure out there. There's another component to this, too, in that when you need something, you're saying, I'm imperfect, I'm not good enough as I am. And if that's your I am statement, then the universe has to respond by showing that to you by not getting the phone call. Wow. Let me repeat that. We just have a few seconds. If I say to the universe, I am needy, I'm desperate, I do not I feel I'm lacking, I'm not good enough, the universe will make things happen to prove me correct. Am I right, right on that? Exactly. And that's why the phone doesn't ring or you don't get the call back for the job. All right. And then as soon as we let go of that need, let go of the desperation, then all of a sudden the telephone rings, correct? Well, you can't expect that. That's the paradox. But to truly let go means you're saying, you're, you're saying to the universe, I trust and have faith that I'm going to survive no matter what. And with that kind of self-confidence and trust and faith, the universe has to respond in kind and honor that. Trust and faith. And that's a chapter in Howard's excellent book. We'll be right back with Howard Falco, author of Time in a Bottle, Mastering the Experience of Life After the Break. I'm Richard Levy. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Paramount Channel at Voice America. Stay with us. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com With so many success, get wealthy, and positive thinking books on the market, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And many books leave you feeling good for a few days. Then the old negativity sets back in along with debt and a mundane life. If you enjoy this radio show and feel motivated to go to the next level in life, you're ready for Richard's latest book, Thoughts Make You Wealthy. Learn how to write goals that work. Discover how to visualize your goals and design a vision board. Get affirmations that will empower you and change your life. Learn how to release all negativity in your life, including anger, fear, worry, and procrastination, all killers of thoughts of wealth. Richard will help you learn how to start and maintain the success, wealth, and abundant energy you need every day and for your entire life. If not now, when? Order your copy of Richard Levy's latest book today, Thoughts Make You Wealthy, at ThoughtsMakeYouWealthy.com. Order three copies to give as gifts and receive a free DVD from Richard Levy's highly popular seminar series, a $100 value, yours free. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is wealthythoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen in the United States and all around the world. We welcome our listeners all outside the United States as well as inside the States. I'm Richard Levy. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts. And today I'm talking to author, speaker, and life coach, Howard Falco. Howard just wrote the blockbuster, Time in a Bottle, Mastering the Experience of Life. We'll talk to Howard in a moment how you can find out more information about Howard and 
how you can order the book. Howard, this is the title of one of your chapters, but I'd like to throw this question out to you. Why does it seem to take so long to create what I desire? Can you, can, that's a tough, that's a long one. I know you could give right. a simple well, one. Well, in, in the book, that is the act. That is a, a title of um, part two, which is how you become stuck in time. And the reason for that, I list actually um, five reasons, which I call time creators, and they are the following. Uh, number one is having regret over the past because that keeps you stuck in the past, which keeps you stuck in time until you finally accept the past and release yourself from it. Number two is fear of the future, which is when you're projecting something that you're afraid is going to happen in the future, which isn't now, which means you're not now, which means you're again stuck in time. Number three is believing in limits. And anytime you believe in a limit for yourself, you will not allow yourself to act in accordance to, cre- to even begin to create it. So if, it's, if the limit is in conflict with your, what you want, then you're going to slow time down because you will not allow yourself to put the conditions together. Number four is protecting false beliefs. In other words, you believe something is not possible when it actually is possible. And because of that, again, you don't take action or you don't allow the awareness in that would help you to create it because it wouldn't match up with your belief. And then number five is what we talked about a little bit before the break, which is the force of need. When you actually need something so bad that it's demonstrating that you don't believe yourself good enough in this moment, which is a truth that's being sent out to the universe about I am, which the universe is then responding back to by not allowing you to put the conditions together or not gracing you with the experience that you're looking to have. So those are the five reasons that I list in the book as why it takes long, why does it seems to take so long to create what, what you'd one desires. The beauty is, though, in any second when you come to the realization of this, it can all begin to change. And like a flash, the universe can begin to start nurturing new conditions into your life. I love it. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, I promise this at the beginning of the show, we're going to talk about need. And Howard just brought up number five, item number five about the need and letting go and being needy. We talked about that before the break, as Howard mentioned. I love this, Howard, and I'm quoting from your book. I want our audience to hear this. I'll say it slowly. Creation occurs only when you are absorbed purely in the present moment. There's so much discussion now, Gays, in many books, and it's in your book uh, about staying in the present moment, and you just address this, and this this part of the book uh, talks about staying present. And then I love this tip to free yourself from regret, except that your past actions were based on who you were, not on who you are, or who you choose to be now. I think there's a lot of people out in the audience who do live in regret. We talked about this earlier, but would you briefly uh, support them in getting over regret, accepting the past actions were on who they were, not on who they are now, Howard? Yeah, there's two ways to do that. One, can you go back and change anything that you did? Not a bit. You can't do it. And two is to face the ultimate truth, that if you could have done better in that past moment, you would have. There is no other truth than that. And so when you finally realize that, you get to embrace the beauty of this moment and the opportunity you have now to make a new choice 
rather than be lamenting over woulda, coulda, and shoulda, or being stuck in time. Again, not being present. When you finally forgive yourself and allow that love in, you raise yourself to a higher level, and then you begin to honor that level. And so now is the best time to have a conversation with your kids that you wish you had five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Now is the best time to have a uh, conversation with your significant other, your in-laws, friends. Now is the best time to begin the journey on the career that you know you can create for yourself if you're willing to go down the journey and deal with um, every, you know, learning all you need to learn long enough to pursue it. So that, that's the beauty in, in, in letting go of regret and I, how to do it. I have to admit to you, to the universe, and to our audience, after I read that part of the book, uh, being one of you and one of us humans, I looked at some experience, I have no idea at this moment what it was, where I had some regret, and I took the attitude that I did the best I knew how to do at the time, and I went through the more exercises or thoughts of support that Howard has in his book, and all of a sudden, Whatever the thought was about the regret left me. So it works. You just mentioned something very important. I want the audience to hear you talk about self-love and self-acceptance. You talked about that earlier, but that's a heavy part of the heavy meaning, a very strong uh, point uh, in your book about self-love. Would you talk about how important that is for those who want to be successful in life financially with the relationships, Howard? Absolutely. Um, for you to manifest the possibility that fulfills you and honors you, you have to have the love that honors you on the inside. If you lack a sense of self-love on the inside, you're going to demonstrate that lack with the experiences you create for yourself on the outside, the frustrating experiences, the challenges, um, everything that gives you that sense of imperfection. But when you finally come to wrap your arms around yourself and, and know that you've done the best you can in every moment up to this one, begin to see more of the perfection of who you really are in this moment, begin to see that anything is possible for you if you're willing to go out and take the action and have the faith to do it, then you'll put yourself in the uncomfortable positions long enough to learn and long enough to go through the challenges. You'll be vulnerable in a relationship and, and, and learn about hurt or learn about making um, decisions that don't honor you so that you'll finally get to the person that does honor you and who validates that vulnerability and that love with their own vulnerability and love. Um, same thing in a job or same thing with your health. Um, it, it's all a process, but it stems, all of it stems from the capacity to truly love oneself. Again, you're not condoning anything you did in the past. But you're just saying, I appreciate who I am for everything that I've been through, everything that I've learned. And again, one other thing quickly, Richard, we come in with a certain DNA, a DNA from past generations and the way that they thought and experienced life to survive. So that puts us in one state of of lack of self-love. And then if it gets nurtured through our parents, then it can get embedded even more as far as how much we lack that love. But that's what the journey of self-awareness and, and uh, self-acceptance is all about. Um, it's about, and spirituality really, it's about coming to a, a state of really raising ourselves to another level of personal love and possibility. It is powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, more of that times 10, times 20 in the book, buy it. Time in a Bottle, Mastering the Experience of Life. You can go to Howard's website, Howard. Falco, F-A-L-C-O dot com and order the book. You can find it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble and your local bookstore. Anywhere else, Howard? 
Um, that's it. It's also on audiobook too on Audible. Um, uh, it's well, Time in a Bottle is coming out in a month on, on Audible, and, and I am already is on Audible, so it's there as well and on iTunes. Okay, Howard is on Facebook, on Twitter. You'll find that on his website. Howard, on behalf of all of our listeners at Wealthy Thoughts, thank you so sincerely for taking an hour out of your busy schedule. You are fabulous, and I look forward to visiting with you again in the near future. Thank you so much, Richard. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Howard. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. If you wish to start your day with a free daily prosperity message, please see my website, thoughtsmakeyouwealthy.com. The link to this show, as well as all past shows, are there for you. That is also free. Finally, I'd like to quote from Howard's book, Sir Edmund Hillary. It is not the mountain that we conquer but ourselves. I believe that's what we talked about today. Remember, folks, whatever you think about, talk about, write about, and talk about is what you attract. Why not make success, abundance, and happiness the focus of your attention? We'll see you next Monday at 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific for another production of Wealthy Thoughts. Remember, dear friends, as Howard just talked about, to love, appreciate, value, admire the most important person on the planet, that is you. This is Richard Levy from Chicago saying so long for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for inviting positive success into your life this week on Wealthy Thoughts. Please join host Richard Levy again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And this week, think of something positive you can do to bring success to yourself and others. We'll be right back.